And benvenuti, fellas and bellas all over the world. Welcome to another episode of the Napoli Rant. I am Raf Biz, joined by my co-host, Avika Ravesuvias, Rafa Rispo. What's up, Raf Biz? What's going on, my man? What's going on, Rispo? Good to see you. And hello to everybody in the chat, all our listeners on the audio podcast from Far from Vesuvius and on the replay. Thank you for joining us tonight. We have a great episode. We're going to talk about a few games. Uh, we got to catch up. We had the Liverpool game, absolutely amazing game we'll talk about. I know tons of people already spoke about it already, but we got to do our rant. You know how it goes here. We'll talk about Spezia. We're going to talk about Queen Elizabeth even and how it affects us and the Rangers and our next Champions League game. And then going on to the main rant with Spalletti sowing his seeds and just watching this beautiful garden grow. It's like it's like an, a spring in the autumn with Spalletti, isn't it? It is. It really is. And it's beautiful. It and I love it. And I can't wait to see more yeah. of it. It is. But it shout really out. To- he's he's cleverly planting his 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 yes. seeds there. Loving it. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. We'll get more of that by the end of the show. But hello to everybody in the live chat. Let's get this rant on the road. Um Napoli defeat Liverpool four. Nothing, right? One zero to one. No, one. they got one. One. They got one. They got one. Sorry. Well, I we're forgot. So, we're so used to Liverpool. We're so used to Liverpool coming to the Maradona and not scoring a goal. So, um, you know, it's 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 okay to mistake. Sorry. You know, it, of it, I have it. It, we played we played so well, Ralph, that it that that you forget that they actually scored a goal on us. It's, it's incredible. What a, what a, and, and I tell you what, Ralph, you know, of all the topics today, and I know that we have a, you know, laundry list of topics to talk about is the one that I've been waiting for. I mean, I Mm -hmm. made sure today when I was picking my wardrobe to make sure I wear a European kit because I'm so Euro Napoli right now. It's, it's insane. Yeah, boy. Bank in Liverpool. Gerard Cutter uh but yeah no definitely um because we we listen we 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 showed up to the stadio maradona and we were ready to eat your liver pool for the one mm-hmm. yes we did Rafa, yes we did you were on a podcast you were on a podcast with the uh was the anfield rap you did a, a great show uh with joe fischetti on the fort sinopoli pod um man liverpool only wins two games this season so far, kind of like Juventus. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of it would clop in 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 the in the uh, the the post game the post game interview was all about Liverpool not performing as opposed to Napoli performing, and I and I think that's the rant right now. So just like, tell me how you feel about it all. Well, so Rafi, the way I feel about. Um some of the the punditry you know i mean klopp himself even said first first and foremost napoli played a great game can't can't take anything away from napoli and you know i would imagine you know i said this on joe's pod too i would imagine all of these english pundits you know talking about what's wrong with liverpool rather than talking about what what went right with napoli and it's only it's only where you get to a neutral perspective where I tend to get annoyed where they decide to focus more on the Liverpool's bad game. 
you know, but all in all, to, to be quite fair, I mean, I and I know everybody's seen it, but I in my opinion, I think CBS did a pretty good job in hyping Napoli up as well. Um, uh-huh. You know, the fact is, is that Liverpool is the is, you know, the bigger of the two clubs. Uh, they are the most popular of the two clubs. They, the league, the league is the more popular league. And even though, you know, CBS Paramount is home of Serie A and they should be amping Napoli up a little bit more. I, I understand the reason why they have to focus on Liverpool finalists last season, Champions League winners from two seasons ago or three, uh, you know, uh, uh, um, world world champions you know that that they that they have to discuss liverpool's dreadful form as of now right and it, it, i mean even terry Henry really hyped up creature right in in that chin and i think napoli got some just praise but i understand why they talk a lot more about why liverpool is bad rather i think i mean you'd have to if you don't recognize napoli's play in that match then you don't know ball and i think everybody recognizes it but the story is Mm -hmm. what's up with liverpool because let's be honest ralph did you really think like even okay i predicted a 3-1 on on you know the anfield rap and with in my article with uh liverpool echo but I didn't think it would be a 3-1 where we're totally dominating the match from start to finish where it should have been 5-0 in the first 30 minutes where it should have been at least 8-1. Like, you know what I mean? I didn't think that was going to happen. So uh, All right. I think I think more people, it's, it's in the way Liverpool just couldn't get a hold of Napoli. And, and this story, there is a story there, but... You're right, and I think that maybe maybe people need to recognize that, you know what, there is life outside of the English Premier League. There really is. I, really, you know? yeah. No. Yeah, so that's I, my take I, on it. I'm not too, too mad about people talking about how Liverpool played bad because they did. At the end of the day, let's face it, they did. They sucked. They had nothing going for them but, except for uh, Diaz, the, the goal mm-hmm. scorer, and he's the only guy that played any sort of balls against Napoli. But at the same right. time, Napoli was just like, I mean, it was flawless performance, man. A flawless performance by Napoli. <laughs> Don't buy damn. Bancanella needs to sell DVDs and VHSs of this match. I, I, I totally agree. <laughs> I mean, no, Rafa, maybe you don't expect Napoli to win 4-1 to one against Liverpool. And I understand why, why the story is what's going on with Liverpool. You know, they, they, they were champs. They were finalists. They're, they're a big team in England. So I get it, but still, I mean, the the thing is, it's almost as if Napoli's been like, whether in Serie A, now the Champions League, we we just seem to be the big underdog this year, and maybe Mm -hmm. for a long Mm -hmm. time. And you know what? I'm starting to be cool with that. It's okay. Count us out. Discredit us. But when we surprise you at the end of the day, don't say we didn't tell you so. All right? Mm -hmm. Here's the deal, Rafa. Here's the deal. Every year, this is what I do. Every year. I donate money to Wikipedia. Okay. They they send me a little message. Hey, it's you know, people yeah. like you that that you know keep this alive. I donate money to Wikipedia so people can go 
and look up the history of Napoli to see exactly what we have done in the past 10 years, which is play strong. So please, mm -hmm. honor my contribution. Go do some research and maybe, maybe you can get a better outlook of it all. Maybe you can get the bigger picture and maybe you can make a better prediction. Definitely the bookie should have went and now the Liverpool fans should go. So that's how I feel. About Absolutely. That, Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, and I totally agree, but, but you know, we can't harp too much on this Liverpool result as much as I want to talk about it. I mean, we gave on Gisa beast of the match for that. And, mm -hmm. Uh, you know, right, rightfully so. I believe that's the second uh, beast of the match for him this season. Um, but anybody could have been beast of the match in that game. Anybody, anybody. Right. I mean, the way he bodied Joe Gomez. Um, you know, Zielinski, two goals and an assist. Now we know he can take penalties. Uh, Ossiman, even for the first 40 minutes, hurt, injured, still Incredible game, stealing the ball left to right, taking shots, distributing when he doesn't think he has a good shot instead of going for the glory. You know what I mean? And I just and then Simeone coming in and in the first three minutes, just making Napoli fans cry. I was super emotional when he scored. I don't know about you, but that was a, a freaking a phenomenal deal. moment, moment, huge no. moment, uh, you know, and then. Then, you know, it's funny because, Ralph, we were on the halftime uh, Discord, right? Which, by the way, was a great idea. I just – the problem is, is I had problems linking or syncing my feed to everybody else's. And, and it's, it's tough to watch live because of that. So I had to get it out, came in back in halftime. And one of the things I said was I hope Napoli just doesn't pump the brakes at halftime because at 3-0 – Liverpool has come back from down 3-0 before. And what happened? What happened? Boom. Went right after him, scored the fourth right away. Like, something that we haven't seen from an Italian in Europe in a really long time. And I'm so happy it was Napoli that did it. Like, I haven't seen a performance like this from an Italian team in Europe since since um, Inter won the, the Champions League in 2010, mm -hmm. you know? Right. And I just thought it was an absolutely amazing, amazing performance. And, uh, you know, it, 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 I, I got to tell you, you know, it, it it shows that Spalletti, and we'll talk about this later, but it shows that Spalletti really does know how to manage this club and knows what he's doing with this team and the oh, people yeah. that are on it. Right? Right. Rafa, I'm gonna take one question about this subject because I know because I know Rocco kind of Rocco answered this question. Uh, Gerard Cafara asks us, uh, "You guys were talking about Ozzy taking P, uh, PKs a few weeks back. Any thoughts of after that miss?" Um, yeah, I I don't I wouldn't read too much into the miss. I think you know <laughs> it's funny because we said it here. Uh, and, and I said this on the on the, the halftime uh, rant discord, too. I said, it seems like Spalletti is listening to us in where whoever draws the penalty takes it. Zielinski's shot that ended up as a handball in the first three minutes, Zielinski took the shot and scored. Osimhen draws the foul from Virgil van Dijk. He gets up and he takes the penalty kick. And he misses it. So I kind of thought to myself, what is Spalletti listening to this show? That's pretty crazy, isn't it? It um, might be. But I, 
but but I mean he might be sure. But but here's the thing. Um I always thought that it was going to be Ossiman. Like I like it 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 was it was really boggling my mind why Ossiman wasn't taking the first penalty kick. But my thoughts about Aussie missing the penalty kick um are now we we now know we have Kvadachkelia that can take kicks, Ossiman that can take kicks, and Zielinski that can take penalty kicks. I I'm these guys are practicing the penalties and you know Zielinski as a as a a natural leader of the team, right? Aside, you know, Dilo being captain, he he took the ball and 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 took you know stepped up with it. So I mean, I also believe that Aussie men under pressure with you know 55,000 chanting his name, he's injured, he's not a hundred percent. You know, his foot was just stepped on. I think it just all got to his head. And even, yeah. you know, like you said, like like you mentioned too, uh, Rocco, in, in as we were take as he was ready to take the kick, uh, Rocco and I watching, and he said to me, Dad, he's going to miss. He doesn't have it in his eyes. And I said, you know what, bud? Yeah, I agree. I agree. I don't think he's got it in his eyes. And what happened? It was saved. So we read it. We read it fully, full on. Yeah. But. I wouldn't take too. I wouldn't read too much into it. I just think that, you know, every now and then a, a player is going to miss a penalty kick, and I wouldn't give him too much grief about it. Right. All things considering, putting all that together, maybe it could have been that reason. But who knows? Who knows? It Either doesn't way, matter. Oh. It doesn't matter. Four one. That's all that matters. I, right. Ralph, I for one don't give a shit about Austin missing that penalty <laughs> kick. I for one. <laughs> I'm fine with it. Uh-huh, I see what you did fact, there. I, for one, would have him miss a penalty kick again if it means we win 4 1. So I agree. He can miss all the penalty kicks he wants if we keep winning 4 1. No problem. Right. Speaking of winning 4 1 again, and speaking of Champions League, we were scheduled this Tuesday uh, to play Rangers FC in Scotland uh, for the second a game of the group stage in the Champions League. However, we all know uh, Queen Elizabeth uh, passed uh, last Thursday and basically all of Great Britain is in a mourning. So because of that, and I found out some wicked information, there are a lot of mourning do's and don'ts. And one of those don'ts was Napoli fans, for one, not being able to travel to Scotland to watch the game according to UEFA's new rule that they came out with as well as the game being postponed to the following day which is Wednesday um Raf I got a whole bunch of a little information on on this because it didn't make sense to me if 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 you want to say something about it I'm going to let you start well I'll tell you, okay, I do want to say something about it. I don't see the advantages of Rangers getting the match postponed one day. Like, when I first heard about Rangers wanting the match rescheduled, I thought to myself, well, when are they going to play this match? The, the, The fixture list is already congested enough because of the World Cup in November. The reason why the Champions League group stage is getting done, you know, six matches in nine weeks instead of six matches spread out over three months is because of the World Cup. 
So when are they going to play this? You know, they're supposed to have the group stage wrapped up before the World Cup break. Um, but then I see that they decide to, ch- to postpone it one day later, which, you know, today is Monday, right? Monday mm-hmm. the 12th. By the way, shout out to my cousin, Daniele Meluzis. Happy birthday, 45. I just wanted hey. to say happy birthday to him. Uh, he's finally a more of an optimistic Napoli fan this season. I think that Liverpool game had something to do with it. But anyway, mm-hmm. Alguri Cugino, I love you, buddy. Um, but what is the advantage of moving the game one day? Like, I don't there understand. No I don't understand. I don't understand. Like, like, okay, we get a little more rest after playing at 9 a.m. Eastern against Spezia, but we also get less rest to go against Milan on Sunday. At the end of the day, it doesn't really matter because Milan have to play on Sunday too, but I mean on Wednesday as well, but I just don't see what the advantages were. I, I I was trying to like security or morning or what have you. I was trying to get some answers. I know well, there's he, a bunch of protests going on in the country too. But Ralph, if you got something to say about listen, it, if you have I, answers, I, then, I have on. a few facts and an opinion. All right. Number mm-hmm. one, the Queen actually died in Scotland. She died in Ballater. Sure. All mm-hmm. right, which was her or the castle. Ball morale. I'm sorry. Her I was Scotland like, home, right? right. Yeah. Right. It was like her summer residence. All right. And she okay. died there. Now the body had so the body today was moved from Balater. I-, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it correctly. If I'm not, please excuse me. The body had to travel south to Edinburgh, where it will be on display for the public today up until tomorrow. Then tomorrow. The body's going to be shipped back to London, where they will hold, I guess, their services over there. And the official funeral will be next Monday, September 19th. Okay, because I was under the impression that the funeral was today. So I'm guessing I was wrong about that. It's next Monday. Yeah, there's a little bit of confusion. Get this. There's an operation. It's called Operation London Bridge. For the past 10 years, English authorities have been planning this death out, basically. Sure. Or planning she out how this. She, right. she, she was born the same year Napoli was formed. Right. I, I guess when she was 86, they were like, I think it's time we planned something. Yeah. You know, right? Well, so, you know, and, so and, here and it is. To stop you really quick, I found out from Ali because, you know, Ali's up on the entertainment world in her field of work, right? She told me that, like, the. Royals and their entourage, I guess, have to travel with black a black suit. Yeah. yeah. Just in case there's an accident or someone just passes away unexpectedly. Or or you know, if someone's dying, they have to prepare. But but like even if someone's not dying, so 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 for example, if Princess Diana was still a royal when she passed away. I mean, obviously she was treated mm-hmm. like one because she's such a, in, you know, a, a, a figure in, in, in the world, right? Mm-hmm. Her entourage would have had to travel with black because once Jeez. there's a death in the royals, you must wear black. Like in England, I guess, and this could be confirmed by somebody mm-hmm. who's in, in England, they have to wear, they have to carry black with them in case, uh, like, like say the news, a newscaster has to have an extra black suit in case there's a death in the royal family as to where 
they can't be bet. They can't announce a, a passing of a royal unless they have a unless they're wearing black. So it's like that, man. It's like there's so many different like rules well, and regulations. But, but either way, I don't, I don't think aside from rules, uh, Carmelo Fraser said. I, I mean, I put it up. I'll put it again. It's because of a lack of security. Now you got to understand. I, I mean, I'm not sure the size of Scotland's police force, but I'm pretty sure the majority of them are going to be in Edinburgh on on Tuesday. And Rangers play in Glasgow, which is like probably like I don't know six to ten hours west the other way of mm -hmm. it. So if if they're gonna put all their resources in Edinburgh to obviously there's gonna be a big crowd, I could understand why they're trying to postpone this game for security reasons. I kind of get it because. The last thing you want is some issue to break out at a stadium over a soccer game while people are mourning Queen, you know, the Queen of England. So, you know, they're trying to avoid any unforeseen or unnecessary problems. There is issues in Scotland regarding, you know, there's protests going on. Some people want to become independent uh, of the monarch and the whole nine. I don't want to get into the politics. That's not what we do here, but I understand. But now you're not allowing Napoli fans to travel at all, according to UEFA. That's ridiculous. And I don't and I don't get it. But here's the thing: I don't, in in my opinion, this has nothing to do with UEFA and has everything to do with the Royals being like, you can't do this, this, and that, and that's it. All right. And and to me, that's the way it goes. I don't think UEFA was like, oh, geez, let's just like not let Napoli fans fly to Scotland. No, because I'm not. I, no, 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 like no. That, that's I, something I, that comes from a higher authority, and they had to sure. do it because, well, that's just the way it goes. So that's, that's my not, opinion on that. But that's that's not my – like, UEFA is not on my shit list. UEFA responded to and is respecting Scottish issues right at this moment, right? right. I understand UEFA's position. I get it. Yeah. Right? And it just so happens that if the body has to be transferred from one place to another and this security is, uh, you know, rec necessary for tomorrow, then I understand moving it one day. But at mm -hmm. the same time, isn't the whole country in a state of or the whole United Kingdom in a state of mourning for two weeks? Like, like what, what, yes. what's so, 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 but uh, that's where I'm that's where I'm coming from is but is there still going to be enough security at the stadium on Wednesday cuz everybody's still supposed to be mourning right well, well uh, here's, I mean yes listen all right we're, it's not like for the next week or two you know the all of great britain is going to stop now the day of the funeral will be considered a a, a national holiday of mourning so mm -hmm. people will get excused from work and what have you but the whole week process—it's just their process, I guess, to have the body travel, have people. I—I I, I don't know the whole protocol. Now, it's not that everybody's just, again not going to just stop and not do anything for the next two weeks. It is their little process. However, I think the fact that the body was in Scotland complicated things for the British authorities, and that's why they move things. Now, as soon Tuesday, the body's going back to London, and once that happens, I'm pretty sure it's going to free up. The police department or or the, you know the, the the law enforcement authorities in in scotland where they can now go and police the game and i think that's the biggest issues i think it's it's it comes down to resources and and what they can and can't do having the body and everybody out of scotland on tuesday leaves them a lot more room to do things on wednesday and i think 
that's why it was postponed. And I do understand it. I just don't understand the Nonopoly fan things. But either way, people bought their tickets. Now they got to get reimbursed. They did their flights to the hotel. So it, it's kind of, it really does suck. Well, so yeah. I, I, oh, one I, more. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, Let me I'm, cut you off. Let me cut you off, Rafa, because I want to yeah. respond. But I'm pretty sure the Scots won't be allowed to travel to Naples for the return game. Kamala says, and yes, because of because of this is fact because of UEFA not allowing Napoli fans to travel. In all fairness, now uh, Ranger fans will not be able to travel to Napoli. Well, then so. I think I will applaud UEFA tenfold if that's the truth i did read about that i don't know if it was confirmed i guess carmelo is confirming it for us but you know if that no. is the case if that it the is case, the case it is it is well, the then, case. then applause applause to you know applaud to wafa for doing that um the problem now is people who bought and you know who bought tickets airline tickets and hotel accommodations and made plans are without plans so, you know, what can you do when you have all the, you know, now they have to work on getting refunds there and it's the hotels suffer and the economy suffers a little bit too, you know, and the airlines have to find a way to reimburse, you know, I, in my opinion, I think WEFA needs to come down and say, listen, if this is what you guys want, Rangers, then you're going to have to reimburse Napoli fans somehow, some way, like you need to pay, like, I, I feel like WEFA should, WEFA should f not fine, but you know, levy the refunds on 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 the Rangers, and then but that's not the back out to Napoli, so Napoli can. Rafa, the, I, the fans. I don't did I don't think why though we can't blame the Rangers. I don't think it was their final decision. This came from the top. I don't think anybody had a choice in this matter. You understand? Not UEFA, not the Rangers, not the great people of Scotland, and not Napoli Dons. This okay. came from a higher up. And so if you want to charge anybody, charge, you know, King Charles. Yeah, but here's <laughs> he the, needs to be reimbursed. No, I get it. it. They're, I get they're it. the ones who gave the order. I get and it. Then, you and know it what, though? Down. How are you going to blame the Rangers? I, I wouldn't blame the Rangers. They're the, just, they're, the, they're the Royals, yeah. but they're not the law. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, as yeah. far as I know, they're not the law in the UK, man. Like they, like they're just glorified fucking celebrities at this point. You know what I mean? It's it's not that they. That doesn't the mean law. they don't have. That doesn't they're mean they don't have power. They're respected they power. and they might have some power and influence. Fine. Charles in charge. charge. <laughs> oh, I love yeah. Scott Bayo. He, he he is in charge. Scott Bayo, the new king of England. Oh my gosh. Anyway, he, listen. Here's the deal. Okay. What what pisses me off the most out of all of it is is either Rangers or the UK or whoever whoever you want to levy this on has recommended Neapolitans to not visit Scotland. You know, obviously they're not allowed at the match, but they still have travel accommodations and hotel stays. They are recommending Napoli fans to not come to Scotland. You know what I mean? Now, as far as UEFA putting the travel ban for Napoli fans, you know, uh, you know, not not a travel ban, but you know, the 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 away section is closed at at um whatever their name I forgot the name of their stadium is, um, and and in reverse, UEFA has decided that Ranger fans can't go to the Maradona, but that doesn't mean 
the Napoli fans with tickets still can't travel. The 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 recommend it was a recommendation by Scotland telling Napoli fans you should not be traveling to Scotland. Well, the only way if I bought a ticket, it, you're gonna tell me, you know, like my buddy Salad said. To not travel to Naples is if you pay for my freaking refund, man. You give me a refund. I need a refund. If if the airlines and the hotels won't accommodate me, somebody's got to, or I'm going I, to but, Scotland to watch the game at so a bar. Weird, <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's so crazy. weird. It's so weird. It's man. crazy. I don't get it. No, I, I know. And listen, maybe I was. Cor- All right, go on. I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. I might have been no, cor- no, no. no I might have been corrected in here, but I don't know. I I respect. I respect the culture, and I respect. The um, you know, the importance of this issue for some people, other people just don't really regard this. And I'm talking about people in the UK. Like there are people that I know closely in the UK that that don't give two shits about this issue. They don't. Right. Like. Like they're sad that an old lady has passed away. You know, death is never a good thing for anyone. I don't wish anyone passing away. Yet she was a 96-year-old woman who lived her life and had a, a glorious life, mind you. You know what I mean? So let's mourn her and let's move on. These guys have this huge process, you know. Uh, like, you'll never see this for a president here anymore. You won't. I'm sorry. I'm sitting there thinking to myself, oh, man, if Donald Trump or Joe Biden died in office... Would the whole country stop? I mean, it would, uh, you know, in in a in a in a sense, but there wouldn't be all this mourning. You know what I mean? I I just I, that's my opinion. I I'm just gonna leave it there. I don't know. Whatever. It's only one day. We're gonna to watch it on Wednesday. It's fine. When they said postpone, I was thinking oh, postpone to like this 14 day, uh, you know, mourning period is over. When are you gonna throw that in the middle of of this busy schedule? I don't know. So. Whatever. So we play on Wednesday. So so we kick their ass on Wednesday instead of Tuesday. That's all. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. I was trying to look up the 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 thing, but if you can send me a link, uh, Daniel, about I, I saw that there was some type of uh, statement from them, but I'm not sure. Again, I don't know if this was like a collaboration between all the the federations and the teams, or it's just something that ranges person. But either way, games Wednesday. Like Rafa said, we'll kick we'll kick their ass then. Whew. Speaking of ass kickings. Or maybe winnings, but not too so asking. We played Spezia uh, this Saturday. Saturday morning was a nice Saturday morning game. Um, and in the dying minutes, win. Win one to nothing with a goal coming from Raspadori. The game, tough game. And we can now deem this not too speziato. <laughs> not too spicy. Not too spicy. Rafa, um, you know, man, we're gonna have a beast of the match, but overall, let's just kind of like start from the beginning here, real quick, with the game kind of leading up into the goal. Um, Napoli coming out the door. How'd you feel? I felt good about them. I mean, they they looked like they did sort of against Liverpool. I mean, I don't think they were as dynamic as they were against Liverpool. But they looked like they were pressing. They were pressing hard. Mm-hmm. They looked like uh, they were very organized. Um, you know, I just had a little trouble in the final third. I thought the midfield was outstanding. I thought, you know, heavy turnover. 
Mm-hmm. Another another game where there's a heavy turnover. You had Juan Jesus starting in the back with Rahmani, uh, you know, in replace of Kim. And uh, Mayuri went back to his old spot, replacing Oliveira from, from the Liverpool game. So, um, and then in the midfield, uh, Ndombele started along with uh, Angisa and Elmas, which um, I thought was, it was a little surprising. I thought Angisa would get some rest for that one. Um, uh, and then in the attack, you had Raspadori starting instead of who I thought would start Simeone, but Raspadori took the nod um, with Kvaracchelia and Politano. So they lined up in a 4-3-3. They tested the 4-3-3 with Raspadori in it. And, and that was refreshing to see. I, I really was digging that. Um, and I think that they all played a really pretty decent first half, man, with no real threat by Spezia. Um, there was probably once one or two occasions where they looked a little sloppy, but they had to tidy up and they did, uh, Napoli being. And um, yeah, I think they really kind of, did a good job in pressuring Spezia in the first half, but you know, Spezia are a pain in the ass to play against, man. They are. And we all know that from experience. Mm. Uh, and they got in front of every shot we took every single one of them. Rafa uh, 28 shots by Napoli, 14 blocked yeah. six on target, eight off target, man. That, mm. I mean, like oh, Dragowski had like a Roman phalanx in front of his in front of the net there. Yeah, because pissed just... me off a little bit, man. He 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 feigned injury at left left and right. I mean, I'm not gonna say he he wasn't. He probably did pull up with something, mm-hmm. but he milked it big time a lot. And you can tell <laughs> because the end of the game he was really rushing through it. You yeah. know, um, but uh, I I don't know. I I I I was happy with the first half performance. We made a change at the half. And then, uh, you know, we, we took care of business. I, it was, I, I was getting some of those vibes from last, you know, December, especially when, when Mario Rui, you know, sends that back pass towards uh, Moret. And I forgot who was the, the uh, excuse me, the attacker that was like right on his back. My, my name, his name slips my mind, but was able to get his foot and almost lobs it over Moret. And then Rahmani came in to save the day and just, you know, mm-hmm. kicks it off. I was like, and that was like in the 70th something minute, mind you. So this is like 70 something minutes of watching Napoli not score after all these shots, after all these presses, after almost 70% of possession, after all this domination. And then to see that, I'm like, if this ball goes in, I'm going to shit. I swear. I mean, I was like, this can't happen. This can't happen. And I was in the Discord talking to people, and and it had ugly draw written all over it, man. And and I I I was worried for a little bit. I'm not gonna lie. I wasn't sure how Napoli was gonna score, man. And even with Labotka coming in at the second half, and even Zelinsky, yeah, it did change things up. You can definitely see Napoli kind of getting a little bit quicker. Uh, they, they, they were a little bit more creative. They were a little bit more faster. Their press was a little bit stronger. They, they started giving more and more trouble to Spezia, but Spezia just completely behind the ball. It's, it's hard to, it's so hard to break through the man. It's like, it's tough. It's tough. These little teams, that's why they're giant killers is because they'll grind it out for 90 minutes. They don't care. They'll stay back there for 90 minutes. And Rafa, you frozen? I think Rafa's. <laughs> I was talking to myself for a little bit. I felt a little weird there. 
All right, I'm gonna I'm remove Rafa real quick till he gets till he gets back in. But guys, I mean, come on, did did you not get a little post traumatic stress from this game? Did it not feel like, oh boy, here we go again, man? Corey says their Polish defender was a beast. Yeah, I mean, possibly. Monza might be the only pushover in this league. Daniel Daniel says, possibly. Scoundrel pill. Crying, I think this is about Rafa. This is live TV, guys. This is what happens. But guys, I mean, so many shots. And and I think you know, I was listening to to uh, Dom from Napoli talk. It's okay, we're listening, Biz. Thank you, thank you, <laughs> thank you for that. Uh, I'm sure Rafa will get back in, man. Uh, and we have seen like mat matches like this before. Pasquale says uh, definitely. But like, guys, I want to talk about Ndombele real quick in that game, and I kind of want to get your feelings because a lot of people said like, oh, you didn't. You know, he didn't produce. Dom from Napoli Talk, I was watching his post-game show. It was great. And he was kind of like, you know, he wasn't going to get the pass. I, I feel like people have been, been hard on him because, because of maybe, like, the, the history that he had with Tottenham. People called him, you know, people kind of knocked his work ethic and what have you. But I personally think he did okay. I and and Lobotka coming in in the second half, mind you, he came in. He also had Zelensky with him, and the game changed that way. He Lobotka did have way more touches, but it seemed as if like Rachmani the whole time was quarterback in this game, and he was kind of bypassing Imbele half the time, and that's why Imbele didn't get as many touches as I thought he should have got. But I thought he did all right. He he was he was good tracking back. He he was he was tough in the field. He didn't let people push him around, and he was able to take the ball forward. So I I just like would love to get some of the feedback from everybody in the chat of how did you feel about Ndombele? Because I personally think he did okay. Did he do great? No. Was he you know you know was he going to change things? Probably not. But I think he did all right. And you have to put into the consideration that. The team we didn't we didn't even score till like what, what was it like the 88th minute or something like that. So it, even with Labotka and Zelinsky out there, it's not like all of a sudden we got we banged in three goals and Labotka had two assists. I think he gets a hard time. Let me read. Uh Daniel. Well, first of all, Pasquale, hit that like button, guys. Thank you very much. Show us some love and support, man. We appreciate it. Uh Daniel Ruggiero says he had a decidedly meh half but was an improvement. It's why I won't write him off yet. If it's January and he's still meh, then oh well, it was only a $1 million loan. Fair enough. This is a fair statement. I will give him till January, and but I think little by little by little we should see him improve. So I'll give you that. Uh, Sean Sullivan says, Indabella would find his own with us. It's a work in progress. Man has a legit talent for sure. I agree. I agree. Just give him some time. We got Gaetano. Put Gaetano in a little bit. Give him some minutes. I want to see him. I think he did okay. He had the assist, the assist in the game, but it was more like a, a whiff <laughs> that ended up on uh, Raspadori's uh, foot to score the game-winning goal. So, you know. Scoundrel Pill says he's fine. Lobo shared his diet. He's He'll be incredible by next half. Yeah, I remember this something, guys. And and it was funny because I was I was looking back at an old episode. And it was with Dom from Napoli Talk. It was the first time he came on the show. And let me tell you, me, him, and Rafa, we you know we were shitting on Lobotka for a long time. Don't forget that. Remember remember Lobotka in the Gattuso era. Nobody liked him. We called him Slowbo. We called him Chubby. We called him this. We called him that. Now we can't live without him. Now he's our hero. 
Now we praise him. So, you know, can can Ndombele do the same thing? Let's ask Rafa Rifbo. Ndombele, Rafa. Welcome back, sir. It won't be a rant without technical difficulties on my end. I apologize, guys. I'm in the middle of fixing my internet issues here. Um, it's embarrassing. <laughs> but anyway, uh, I, I heard you I heard you in the back saying something about we called Lobotka Slobo and Chumpy and Chubby. And yeah. Isn't that pot calling the kettle black? Yeah. I mean, we're two chubby dudes from New York who are probably well. can't can't keep up with Lobotka. <laughs> Look at him now. Like, you know what I mean? Now. Look at him now. But in the belly, um, <laughs> yeah, well, you know, that's whatever. But Endombele for me, um, I thought he played really well in the first half that he played. You know, he was taken off for Lobotka. And I honestly, you know, Lobotka is Lobotka. Lobotka, Zielinski, Angisa. I mean, those three, any one of those three could really be, you know, considered uh, midfielder of the season this year, in my opinion. Um but 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 and Dombele, I think, is starting to find his rhythm. I thought he played a really decent first half, and um, I think right. he'll get there. Yeah, I think he'll get there, man. Like it's all it's all it's all a process, you know. Everybody's got to get integrated into their roles, and and uh, you know that he Spalletti's thing is he's trying to get people, you know, uh, um, you know, all everybody minutes, you know, and and fair minutes you know you the other the other the, the few matches ago against Lecce you saw Ostigard get his first match now you saw Juan Jesus get his first match of the season you saw Gaetano come in for some minutes you know and Dombele gets a start again and does really well this time so you know I think I think all the new players you know Raspadori gets a start at the number nine you know, uh, now for me, I want to see Simeone get a start. You know what I mean? So, so I think, I think for the most part, Ndombele will find his niche. Uh, like I said, improvement this past game over the other performances for sure. Yeah. Well, that leads us, guys, to our beast of the match. Uh, I want everybody in the chat tell me who do you think your beast of the match was? Now, uh, full disclosure, I made some nominations. I put it on Twitter. I, I wasn't feeling 100% confident. So I called up Rafa this afternoon. I'm like, Rafa, listen, man. I, I even asked Bonetti, but he didn't respond. Come on, Matteo. I needed your help, man. I needed your help, Matteo. But I called up Rafa. And I was like, Rafa, man. We started talking. And all of a sudden, it it clicked. I'm like, no, it wasn't the nods. Mm -hmm. It's not the nominations, guys. Surprise, surprise. I flipped the script on you. Blame me. Blame Rafa. Blame us. Blame we us. Talk about it. We talked about it, and all of a sudden, I was like, that's the beast of the match. So here it goes, guys. Dun, dun, dun. Yep. That's right. Yes. And then I know what you're thinking, everybody. Why? Why? It had to be Juan Jesus. It had to be Raspadori. Man, this was this was so hard. But Luciano won's beast of the match. And we're probably yeah. going to talk about this in the main rant. And it's probably why. But, yeah, I know everybody's like, scoundrel pill, Mr. Caliber, nice. Gerard laughing. Daniel laughing. 
I know, guys. I know what you're thinking, but but listen, Ross Bedardi ended up winning man of the match. He got the game-winning goal. I think he he really tried, but Rafa, I mean, this man right here started moving pieces little by little by little. And even though we still had a hard time breaking through, we eventually got the win. And this was from the decisions that this man made. So, yeah. and he got a red card for getting in the ref's face, which I thought was awesome. But after the goal, Spalletti. And I, I think the whole beast of the match and the main topic, it was funny because the main rant was already decided upon before we picked Spalletti. But once we started talking about the main rant, Rafa, when we started going over the details, we were like, holy shit. Luciano is the beast of the match. And it's mm -hmm. because of what we're about to speak about. So, yeah. So, if, if you wanted to segue this into the next topic, into the main rant, um, I'd be more than happy to do that because yeah. honestly, the, the way he managed this match, like, again, I touched on it earlier. You know, uh, the, the heavy turnover in the match against Leche where we drew 1-1 and it wasn't a favorable uh you know uh result for us. We, we it is an opportunity for us to look back and say what went wrong. Well, we drew we drew Lecce early. That sucked. Two points, two points, you know, uh, uh missed. But that heavy turnover really helped us get along in the game against against uh, uh Lazio and then the game against Liverpool. And now that we managed to get a win over Spezia after more heavy turnover. But the difference here is, in my opinion, is that Spalletti realized where he needed to make some changes, notwithstanding the fact that Tanga and Dembele played a really, really good first half, in my opinion, mm -hmm. he decided we need to bring Lobotka in at halftime. Boom. Change number one right away. Last time Spalletti made a change at halftime in that I can remember was when he put Dries Mertens in against Udinese. We were down one nil. We came back and won the match at the San Paolo, at the Maradona. Okay. So realizing an issue in the first half and making a change in the, at the beginning of the second to start off that right there was the beginning of Spalletti's beast of the match mode. Okay. No. Right. Not for nothing, but let's go into the first half, right? Right, Ralph? You you pointed this out to me earlier. Yeah. When Drangowski was down with an injury, he pulled Elmas over to the side and was telling yeah. him, listen, you're playing a little too much here. You need to play a little mm. bit over there. You need to this, that. He spent a good minute and a half with Elmas. Yeah. And what happened? Elmas really kind of... Yeah, that whole break. And Elmas really kind of got back. He made an instant impact, made this great run from the midfield and, and into the box uh, where his shot was was blocked as well, you know, and really got himself, uh, you know, good touches and good movement. Something happened there, right? Then you have he Zielinski woke up. coming. Yeah. Then you have Zielinski coming in for Zambo and Gisa and Politano coming out in and Lozano replacing him, okay, in the 57th minute. Where Angisa, protagonist of the season so far, he puts in another protagonist of the season in his place. Realizes, hmm, Angisa does need that rest. 60 minutes for you, buddy. Come out. Zielinski comes in. And what happens? Zielinski makes things happen. Lozano, not so much. Again, I'm gonna let I'm gonna let 
judgment on Lozano, I'm going to let it go until I feel his bell isn't still rung from getting hit in the head. This guy's getting hit in the head three times a season, and I think it really does affect him. Plus, I think playing on the right affects him too. But at the same time, he 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 also sent the ball into the middle, you know, to to you know between Laboca and Lozano to get the ball to Raspadori for the goal at the end. Then putting in Simeone and risking risking Kvaratskhelia to come off with 20, 23 minutes left. Right, mm-hmm. but putting in Simeone to open up Raspadori, in my opinion, he put Simeone in and moved Raspadori to the left, and you could tell Raspadori plays a little better when he's either on the left or behind mm-hmm. a striker. Well, so when Simeone came in, I thought Simeone was going to go up front with Raspadori behind him, and they're going to do a four-two-three-one. No, they stayed in their shape. Raspadori moved to the left and was absolutely a different player from then on. And then he takes out Elmas, who we just said is started playing re- much better after the 20th minute in the mm. 75th minute. And who does he put on at nil nil? He puts on Gianluca Gaetano. Okay. Hashtag play the kids. And what happens? Lozano sends the ball into the box in the 89th minute and Gaetano goes for a touch. Now, whether he meant to touch it the way he did or not, it's whatever. He gets the touch, so he gets credited for the assist on Raspadori's game winner in the 89th. For me, then Spalletti, who already had a yellow card, gets another yellow card for dissent because of issues between him and the Spezia coaching and the refereeing. After the match, after the, after the goal is scored, he's still not happy enough, you know, because, listen, you just scored a match winner in the 89th. You could really kind of sit back, shut up, take take your yellow, and 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 be good. No, he's got to get his point across because he's passionate about what's going on on the pitch. He doesn't like what he sees. Still, boom, gets himself sent off. But I think it was a positive send off. Luciano Spalletti, baby, beast of the match. Just what more can you say about this guy? What more can you say about him this season so far? So far, Spalletti has done it right, man. Rafa, you know, you, you spoke about it in, in the Fort Sinopoli. By the way, if, if anybody hasn't checked it out, I know, I guess you can say it's old news now, but it's still worth a listen if you haven't listened to the Fort Sinopoli podcast. News, nothing, but, bro. Old news, nothing. Anytime you can you know, listen to that podcast about Liverpool yeah. and watch that Liverpool. I've watched that Liverpool match four times since it aired. That'll never get old, bro. <laughs> that Liverpool match will never get old. So go ahead and listen to it. No, definitely go ahead and listen to it because you know we 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 look at Lecce and I know uh, Spalletti took a lot of criticism with that with that large tone turnover. He had about like six players new that he put in. So, but Rafa kind of you know alluded to the fact that like how much like what that did for us in the future games against Lazio against Liverpool and yeah maybe it was a, a bleak performance from. Uh, against Lecce, but did it help us moving forward after that? Was a few of those extra minutes and these guys' legs beneficial for everybody? You know, maybe yes. Maybe maybe you're right. Maybe you're onto something there, Rafa. So that's why I, I was like, man, I, I kind of started forgiving Spalletti a little bit because he has this task now. And I'm going to read this uh, because Zach kind of said it too. Uh, 
Yeah. Uh, and, 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 yeah. Same wavelength, brother. Same wavelength. If he had kept uh, Zach, Zach, Zach Arduo says, if he had kept Cavada in, it would have shown a lack of faith in his bench. You can't burn out your healthy MVP when you have hungry guys waiting. Good coaching from Spalletti. Honestly. Honestly. And even doing it at nil-nil. You know what I mean? Like, it takes a lot of balls to do that. And and honestly, I believe I believe in Spalletti, man. I do. I believe mm-hmm. in Spalletti. And and Kvaratskhelia is a great player, but if he's not, you know, putting in the performance that he should be, take him out. Take him out after the 60th minute. Take him out, man. You want to rest these guys as much as you can. If you've got the bench that can get the job done, then you have to rest these players. We have no Aussie men until we come back from the international break. We have to make sure these players are getting enough time so that they believe in the project. You have to. I'm not saying we need to rotate every single match. What I'm saying is it's good to have a, a base starting 11 and then everybody else that knows their role and is comfortable in their role and that loves the role. You know what I mean? You have to have people buying into your system. And Spalletti is able to do that, I think. You know what I mean? We have, and that's the thing too, kudos on the scouting. Sean Sullivan says it. We finally have the depth and Spalletti knows it, right? He's watering. We got depth, boys. We got depth, Yeah, we do. Oh, we do. I want to read this from uh, Dante DeSantis with the... I'm assuming you're a Juve fan, okay? But either way, we always uh, try to play nice here on the Napoli rant. <laughs> I honestly thought that Napoli were going to be in shambles after Insigne and Koulibaly. Yes, so did the whole world. Credit to ADL, even though I hate him. Yes, including the whole world. Well, and Spalletti a lot of Napoli fans <laughs> hate him too, brother. <laughs> yeah, for Spalletti putting in that work, props to you guys exceeded my expectations. Thank you, Dante. Thank, Thank you very you. much. Uh it's always nice to get fans of other teams, even if they are Juventini, um, yeah. to see, to, to realize that, you know what, quality is quality, man. Listen, Dante, everybody was afraid. Uh, a lot of people, um, a lot of people really wrote this team off and, you know, had us sailing into the sunset and it was over where our European adventures are over. The consecutive streak of finishing in European places was done. Yeah. Because, you know, it's like Bonetti said in the, or, or Dre actually, Dre Cordero said in the, in the broadcast, you know, these guys left, these, these, these household names left. And now they bought players that you can't even pronounce their name to replace them. Right. You know, yet now they're becoming household names within six weeks. And it's it's just player of the month. It's covers player of the month. Vanich Kelly, a player of August twenty two, man. Player of August. Oh, yeah. First first few weeks playing in this league, and he's the player of the month. I mean, what more can you ask for? You know, and 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 something that um, something that uh, Henry said on the uh, uh, podcast with Michaela, his last podcast. You know, these guys don't even like most of the players don't have to worry about a World Cup break. There's some players that are going, but 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 most of our players are not going to the World Cup. So we can use that time to like heal or to like rest and reflect. And, you know, it could do us good. You know, I'm not a fan of the big break because you never know what's going to happen when we come back, but it could do us pretty good. Yeah. Let's get a Fortsonopoly going in the uh in the chat, guys. Um 
man, I really can't wait till till Wednesday now, uh, uh, Rafa. I'm I'm very curious to see. I'm gonna get a little background music going on. I'm really I'm really curious to see what you know if Napoli can continue this form, and you know the seeds that grow. I, I'm I'm hoping you know Spalletti uses them wisely again. I'm hoping they can find each other, connect with each other. Spezia is a tough game, man. Like not every game teams are going to put 10 behind the ball. That it doesn't look at I mean all week every team ha had a hard time. Every top club had a hard time this week and that was part of the reason too. So I'm I'm uh I'm I'm still hopeful. I, and I think these guys are going to find their form uh I think I think these guys are going to find their form um you know gonna find their form soon guys i think know? so too i think so too that you know you've got a goal from rasfadori so now his his uh confidence is way higher you gotta put in a full 90 got the match winner at the maradona what more can you ask for i mean simeone his first three minutes in the champions league for christ's sakes comes in and scores kisses the tattoo mwah, right and 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 creates a beautiful moment you know mind you First Argentine to score at the Maradona under its current name, right? Under its changed name was Giovanni Simeone. You know, he comes in and does his thing. Kim and Jay, two goals, replaced, you know, uh, replaced uh, uh, Bali just just like that. Kvaracchkelia, a better Insigne. And, you know, and Dembele that has to get, you know, the only guy we need to see now is Sirigu, <laughs> you know? We need to get right? Sirigu in the mix a little bit here and there. But, but I tell you what, man, everybody is playing great. Napoli are the league leaders right now. Atalanta's draw with Cremonese early Sunday morning sealed the fact that we take week six. We are the, we are the, the, the league leaders after six weeks. So it's ours to drop. Now in a big match because it's, it's Napoli, Atalanta, Milan, 14 points. And who do we play next in the league? Milan. On Milan. Milan. Big, big time. Big uh, I mean, Tri-State Napoli meet coming up uh, uh, on on Sunday as well. DM at Tri underscore Napoli Club to get more details on where that's going to be. But they will be meeting for that. Ralph, I know you got to work. I'm trying to make it. I'll let you know. Working on something to, special for the boys too. We'll see if that nice. happens. But uh, there you go. Cool. Oh. Uh... Oh, Alexander, Forza Napoli Sempre from Bornass, Mississippi. Hey, man. Alexander. I don't care how, don't care how boring it is. Alexander, you're like a well, you're Mississippi now? Oh, you left Florida. Mm -hmm. I could imagine going from Florida to Mississippi, Alex. That'd be a little. It's all good. Mississippi is Cala where it's at. <laughs> yeah. Bona Settimana. Do my dad. Forza Napoli Sempre, boy. I got to get some more pizza. But anyway, guys. Uh, Rafa, great show. Thank you to everybody in the chat as well as all our audio listeners, man. Uh, really can't wait for this next game. Will we, we will be back next Monday, uh, and I'm sure we'll talk about it all. Um, but until then, guys, Forza Napoli sempre. Ciao, ciao, Forza Napoli. Ciao, guys. Ciao, guys.